This is the Sanctuary LA podcast. We are a real church for real people in the heart of downtown Los Angeles. And so, if, as you're seated here, if you want to turn your Bibles to Exodus chapter 3, Exodus chapter 3, and we're starting a new series um, entitled Start. Um, look at your neighbor and say, let's get this party started. And so we're, we're starting a new series on, uh, entitled Start, and we're going we're gonna to jump right into this, and I'm going to open us up in prayer. But we're going uh, to start in Exodus 3, verse 9, and uh, we're going to hang out here for a little bit, and um, we'll jump right into this. Uh, and uh, before I pray, just wanted to give a little updates on our building here. Um, we're, getting, uh, we, we're getting some stuff done, um, so we're excited. Uh, we're, the whole front of the face of the building is going to be resurfaced. Uh, tomorrow, they're going to begin that, just putting uh, some shine on it. We're going to get it painted and stuff. And then this week, we're looking to sign the contract for our AC unit. So, uh. <laughs> hey, somebody give God praise up in here. And so that's coming. I knew I'd get a shout on that one. Uh, but yeah, we're looking to do that. We've had, we, we're dealing with two contracts, won't go too much detail. And then uh, we're, one is being adjusted. Once it's adjusted, uh, just some adjustments to it that we want, we want made, then we're going we're gonna to move forward and get that thing up in here. So we're excited about that. And once that happens, then the carpet will start rolling in and the stage floor. And little by little, we're, 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 we're making this place better. Amen. And so if you're in your Bibles there, Exodus chapter 3, verse 9. So good to be here with everyone, see, see some new faces out there. And so um, it's good to see you. Anybody just love the house of God? Love to, yeah, amen. So let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, for your word, this portion of our service to focus on your word. Uh, Lord, I just pray for revelation, wisdom, counsel. Lord, transform us into the image of Jesus. Lord, my prayer for everybody in here is as a result of getting into this word, that we are transformed into the nature of God, that we are changed into His image by the Spirit of the Lord. We thank you that it is the engrafted word that becomes one with us, that saves us. And I pray that that takes place today as we jump into this. Lord, we will give you the glory for it, and we thank you for it, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. If you're there, say, I got it. All right, here we go. So Exodus chapter uh, 3, verse 9. This is when Moses had his burning bush experience. God spoke from the bush. It was burning. There was fire in the bush, but the bush wasn't burning. And God was talking to him, said, take your sandals off. You're standing on holy ground. Somebody say, start. So God heard uh, the cry of his people. They were in bondage in Egypt. And, um, and Moses is in there. And... Um, he basically tells Moses, I want you to do this. So here we go. Verse 9, now therefore behold the cry of the children of Israel have come to me. This is God talking to Moses from the bush. And I have also seen the oppression with which the Egyptians oppress them. All right. Come now, therefore, and I will send you. Look at your neighbor say, it's time to start. Look at somebody else and say, there's a lot of problems out there, but you're called to fix them. So verse 10 says, come now, therefore, and I will send you to Pharaoh, 
It's funny how God said it to him before this. He says, I'm coming down to save him, but you're going to do it. <laughs> you know, God's like, look, I'm, I'm coming for him, but Moses, I need you to go back. I need you to go back. And so, so that's the same. There's so many things going on out there. There is chaos out in this world to one, one degree or another. It's, it's, it's crazy. And, and, and God want, wants to use you to change some things. Not everything, but something. Not everybody, but somebody. Everybody in here, there is an assignment on your life that you, there's something unique about you. There's, some, there's, there's gifts inside of you. you. Your place in this world is your place. Nobody else is called to sit in that seat or do that thing like you do it. And you're called to do that. And that's what happened. There's, there's stuff going on. And, you know, and God's people were in bondage. They were slaves. They were oppressed. Um, the Bible says that God knew their sorrow. They were sorrowful. And God said, look, Moses, my man, I'm going to send you and go do it. So come now, therefore, and I'm going to send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm doing God's work. <laughs> that you might bring my people. Right? I believe that's the local church. The church is the answer. That church attendance, I just mean God's function, God's call on his bride is the answer to this world's problems. It is God through his people. Yes, God can come directly and touch somebody. I'm not taking anything away from that. But God's method is to use a body. He's the head, we're the body. We have a place. Look at your neighbor and say, you got a place. Some of us are, 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 are a finger, a, a hand, an ear, an eye, a nose, a foot, a toe. You know, I'm going to be, I'm gonna be that, that big toe for Jesus. You know what I'm saying? Somebody just wiggle that big toe. Is, how many of you glad you got your big toes, both big toes? Yes? How many of you glad you got both ears? Right? Everybody has a part. This was Moses' assignment. Come now, therefore, I will send you to Pharaoh that you may bring my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. Verse 11, but Moses said to God, who am I? Look at your neighbor and say, I know who I am. Look at him and say it like this. Say, I know who I is. It's okay. You can put a little, put a little attitude on it. Look at somebody else. Say, I know who I is. Who am I? That, that I should go to Pharaoh. Who am I that I should do this? Who, what, what, me? I, I left Egypt. I ran from Egypt. You know what I'm saying? I got a warrant for my arrest. <laughs> you know, like I, you know, I killed somebody and buried them. Like, what, you want to go back? Um, what, what, who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? And that I should bring the children of Israel. Who am I that I, that's the, that's the beauty of, of the cross. And, 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 and your relationship with God that yes, God chooses people like you and me to go do some things. That, 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 that is the beauty of the gospel, that God would use us, that God can use you. He will take everything you got. He will use it. Who am I that I should go to Pharaoh? There are a lot of needs in this world and God is calling you to fill those needs or a need. There's a lot of needs. There's a lot of problems. And, and you're not called to fix all of them, but you're called to change something. There, there, there's something wrong out there and you have the answer. There is something that aggravates you, that gets you angry, that, that gets you sad, and that's an indication of what you're assigned to fix. Anybody got any pet peeves? You can't stand certain things. 
Like, I like things tidy. I like, you know, I'm called, I've been brought into this earth to bring tidiness to a messy situation. Somebody say amen. You know, that, 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 is, that is, I am gifted in that space. Come on, somebody. <laughs> There's some people more gifted than me, and they get on my nerves. I'm like, you're taking it too far. But there is, there is something in you that breaks for somebody, something. And, and, and we're talking about start this month. Is, 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 this, is, this is the point here. Look at, look at verse, um, sorry, we're going to jump over here to Exodus 4 of 1. So we're going to jump ahead a little bit. God had this conversation with Moses. This is all a conversation with Moses. And they go back and forth. And God says, I'm going to have you do this. And you're going to do this. And he's like, well, I can't do that. Well, I'm going to have you do this. Well, I don't know about that. You can't do this. But I don't know if I can do that. Anybody have those conversations with God? Calling you go, oh, yeah, I don't know. Me? 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 Humans naturally are like, what, me? Who? What? Are you sure? In in a room, uh, somebody will point somebody out. And you're like, what? Them? No, no, you. Yes, you. You ever been in a room and somebody points somebody out, right? Like you, right here. Yeah, you, yes, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. See, look. See, he did it. He looked behind us, right? You're like, no, no, it can't be me. You can't. No, not me. That's how, that's how Moses responded. Every, everything God called him to do, he had a question. He had a question. Look at your neighbor and say, stop asking God questions. Okay? So verse 1, verse 1, chapter 4, then Moses answered and said, check this out, God, I, he's throwing a scenario at God like, like this is going to, like God's going to go pick somebody else because of Moses' scenario. But suppose they will not believe me or listen to my voice. Suppose they say the Lord has not appeared to you. God, what if they say that? What if they don't like me? What if I fail? What, what, if, what if I mess up? What if I try and it doesn't happen? What if, what if it wasn't God to begin with? Some of y'all, I know, I know. What, what if this is just my ambition? What if, what if I mess up? What if people say that he couldn't, she couldn't do it? What if they say that no he did it what it's what what if what if my family won't love me as like they do now what if i what if i lose some friends what god what if wow come on somebody what if what if my parents never my granddaddy parents never did i just i've never done my time is over now i don't think i can do that Then Moses answered and said that. Verse 2, so the Lord said to him, what is that in your hand? He said, a rod. And so this is my first point, is that God will start with where you are. This is a stuttering ex, no, he's not an ex-convict, he's a convict. Killed him, buried him, ran can't talk right, you know, and all he got in his hand is a staff. And he's like, go to the world power and tell them to let my people go, Moses. <laughs> you got this, Moses. What you got in your hand, buddy? A stick. I got a stick. I, that's all I got. That's where I am. And this is the thing, is that, is that God will work with what you have, and he'll begin with where you are. And you say, all I got is drama. I guarantee you, he's going to use your drama. Yep, I got an amen to the left. Come on, somebody. He'll use whatever you got 
wherever you came from I don't care how crazy it is God likes God will work with crazy <laughs> there is hope for us come on somebody he will take crazy he took Moses Paul 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 there were some weird people they were off they were funny Peter God can work with crazy somebody say amen you know, God, God is in the business of putting His super on your natural. He's in the business of putting something on it. He's like, what you got? A stick. God's like, all right, I'll take that. Let's see what I can do. What do you got? You know, a broken childhood. All right, I'll take that. Let's see what I can do with that. You know, what you got? Um, I failed. You know, drugs, you know, whatever. School dropout. Okay, I'll take that. I, um, what you got? I was abused. Oh, I could use that. I could use, I could use an abused person. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. You know, what you got? Gang member? Oh, great. I could use that too. I'll use that. I'll use a gang member. Come on, somebody. He used all kind of murderers and stuff in the Bible. I, it's not that God is, God is having them continue to do it, but he will use a person that came from that. Um, man, I, I reject it. Insecure. I'll use that. Demon possessed. God's like, okay, cool. I can use that. There is nothing. God chose the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. We're ta I'm just trying to get rid of your um, excuse, if you have one down in there somewhere. That he will use anything. He will start with anything. He, you know, allow God's grace to fill the gap between your ability and where he's calling you to be. Allow God's grace to fill the gap between what you got and what he's going to put on it. Look at your neighbor and say, God's going to put something on me. And so, the one thing God needs, though, is your willingness. That's all he needs. Because if, he if he can take you where you are, uh, let's say just emotionally troubled, whatever, fill in the blank, and he's like, if I can take that, mix it with some willingness and I, I, I will change your life I, I will set you on a course because it's not about you or what you did it's about what God will do come on somebody you know and so basically uh, God tells him you know take that staff throw it down it turns into a snake and Moses ran <laughs> anybody like snakes no I'm just I'm not a snake person myself, but he threw that rod down and that brother ran the other way. You know, God touched it and, the, and he ran. And then God's like, look, I want you to pick it up by the tail. Like, who does that? You know, he said, who would, like, for real, would you, let, if God said, did that, and he told you to pick it up by the tail, would anybody just be like, yes, Lord? Would they, like, or would you be like, whoa, 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 whoa. Snakes are a representation of demon spirits. God, I'm not touching that. Right? Like, you know, that's just something that he, he challenged Moses in, in this conversation to maybe start dealing with some things that he was afraid of. And he's like, look, I want you to go down and snatch that thing up by the tail. And it turned into a staff. And then God's like, look, I'm going to use it. I'm going to use the, this, this thing that you got. I'm going to use it for my glory. God will start with where you are. And so they, they, they continue to have a conversation. And, and let's go to verse 10. Exodus chapter 4, verse 10. Then Moses said to the Lord, oh, my Lord. 
He challenged them again. You're going to do this. You're going to go there. You're going to bring my people out. Um, you know, and, and they might not listen to you, but I'm going to make sure they end up listening to you. And they might not listen to you the second time. And then, and then this is Moses' response again. Then Moses said to the Lord, um, Oh, my Lord. Look at your neighbor and say, Oh, my Lord. I, said, I am not eloquent. Neither, here's another excuse, neither, neither before nor, nor since you have spoken to your servant, but I'm slow of speech and slow of tongue. Say, oh my Lord. God's calling him. He's like, oh my Lord. Oh my Lord. He's being spiritual, but not saying yes. Look at your neighbor and say, oh my Lord. Moses said to the Lord, oh my Lord. And this is the thing, is that, is that, oh my Lord is supposed to be praise not an excuse to sidestep what God's calling you to do anybody ever be fr you're frustrated with somebody and you're like oh my lord <laughs> or, or the Lord may call you and you're like look that's my second point oh my lord is supposed to be praised people right look at your neighbor say oh my lord When my, when my children are acting up and at a certain time of night they get tired and when my, my four-year-old and my two-year-old get tired, their energy goes through the roof. It's this weird moment in the day. They're like jumping off the walls. I'm like, they're tired. And I'm like, oh my Lord. It's a, what time is it? Oh my Lord, here it goes. You know, uh, oh my Lord. Here it is again in verse 13. But he said... God challenged him again, oh my Lord, please send by the hand of whomever, of whomever else you may send. Basically saying, oh my Lord, God, you can use somebody else. You can use some, Lord, Lord, send somebody else to do what I'm called to do. You, you're called, you're gifted, you're anointed. There is a specific course Every, all throughout scripture, you, when God came to somebody, there was this need and God went to somebody to say yes. And it wasn't that they were so special per se in the sense that they were gifted or talented. Um, they had their ability, their gift and their, all that, but it, he called them right where they were and he was willing to work with them right where they were. And I want to encourage you, in this church, you know, you, you can walk through your process. You know, Moses had himself a little process. He had himself a moment, if you will. And this is the thing, is he had his moment. He had his moment of question. He had his moment. We talked about this in our leadership meeting this morning. You know, uh, that, that, that people can have their moments. We're human. You know, you're going to have, in a sense, your oh my Lord moment. Oh my Lord I looked at the temperature on Friday for today. I was like, oh my Lord. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You ever, you know, you approach and say, oh my Lord. And God, God is calling you to, it's okay. Like here, I'm going to say it this way. Have your moment, church, but keep moving. Have your moment, but keep moving moving 
And there is grace here. There is grace for you. There is, there, there's grace from this community. There's grace for, for you to, to walk through. We all are walking through something. God forbid that we ever come across to anyone or anybody like that they can't have their moment, that they always got to be perfect and just right all the time. We're human. And, and, there's mo- and what's beautiful about Moses' moment is he was working out his moment with the Lord. And I know my second point is, oh, my Lord is supposed to be praised, but, but, but it's okay to have a moment, but don't allow that moment to rob you of your yes, Lord. Amen. Don't allow that thing to rob you of what you're called to do, because this is the thing, is that we will have moments, but we don't want that moment to give us momentum in the wrong direction. You know, I'm going to have my moments. If we were to bring my wife up here and sit her down and we have a little marriage talk up here and teach you how to do marriage, you know, she'd probably share that I have my moments at times. Kind of funny situation. Sundays are pretty intense for me, you know, just because <laughs> my wife's laughing already. But they're pretty intense for me. So in the morning, it's like I'm just go mode. I'm, you know, trying to get the kids ready. I got, I got to preach the word. You know what I mean? And it's like, and, and we were talking um, last night and they, uh, with cousin Chantel and my, my sister-in-law Ashley and Crystal Gale. So like they were kind of ganging up on me a little bit. But uh, <laughs> no, we were having a good time. And I was, I was being facetious, and so uh, we were just talking about personalities and stuff, and I'm like, I'm chill. I'm easy like Sunday morning. And, <laughs> and they were all looking at each other like, do you know who you're talking to? <laughs> and it was funny because Sunday morning, I'm probably the most intense in the morning, and it was like, look, you, you shouldn't have said that at all because Sunday morning is the morning you're particular about everything. Right? And so, and so the thing is, is like, it's, it's okay to be human, to have your moment, but keep moving. Keep moving. Amen? Amen. All right. Here we go. Verse 14. So here's um, Moses having his moment. Um, verse 14. So the anger of the Lord was kindled against Moses. And he said, is not Aaron the Levite your brother? I know that he can speak well. And look, he is also coming out to meet you. When he sees you, he will be glad in his heart. Verse 15, now you shall speak to him and put the words in his mouth. And I will be with your mouth and with his mouth and I will teach you what you shall do. So he shall be your spokesman to the people and he himself shall be as a mouth for you. And you shall be to him as God, or in a sense, as a leader. Verse 17, and you shall take this rod in your hand with which you shall do the signs. And this is the, this is the thing here, is when God puts something on you, he's calling you to start. Let's go. Let's get this thing going. We got people hurting, and you're going to go help them. You're going to bring them out. There's people in your work, your business, your your life, your family, there's people in your neighborhood, and you are called to go bring them out, right? And so he's like, you you, got to do this. And and the one thing God did is he took, like I said before, he took where the man was and says, I can use that. What do you got in your hand? I got a stick. I'll use it. That's the way God affirmed the call of God on Moses' life was, I will take you right now how you are. 
God will take you as is. He's not waiting for you to be somebody else, and he's not waiting for you to get better. He will take you right now as is. You know, you ever buy anything as is, that means you can't take it back? It's a, there's a risk in buying something as is. I don't like that when they say that, oh, it's as is, because it's on sale. It's like, so can I bring it back? No. But that's the heart of God for us. He is so confident in his decision-making that I'll take you just like you are, <laughs> and I'll work with you, girl. I'll work with you, man of God. I'll take a Gideon hiding. Come on here, over here. I'm going to make you a ruler of 300. Really? I will take you as is. I will take you just as you are. God's not trying to fix you up and then be like, okay, you're good now. Now I'll call you. He'll step into your world right where you are because he sees all kind of stuff you don't see. He sees so much. You, you don't see everything that's in you. You don't see that ability in you. But that's God putting his super on your natural. This is the second thing he did is the way he was going to get Moses to where he was going is he didn't give him everything he needed. He gave it to somebody else so that he could understand his need for other people. Somebody say amen. My wife fills the gaps of where I fall short. And there's only a couple areas. She, she fills the space where I lack. Come on, somebody. You, you got friends in your life, like, you can't do everything, but you can, you're called to do something. But that's the way he got, he was getting Moses, um, trying to get this man out of the gate, and he's like, look, my grace will fill the gap in one space, and another space, my grace is actually on somebody else to help you get there, so you understand your need for him. Amen? So people will admire you for your strengths, but they will connect to you because of your weaknesses. There's something that I think weaknesses are so underrated. We almost feel like, oh no, I have a, a weakness. I'm talking about you, you have things you can't do. And, and we almost, um, it's almost like the devil will try to put shame on you because you can't do something. Well, you're not supposed to do that. Somebody else is. And that's why we're a family. That's why we're a body. Is that the ear, it doesn't have an identity crisis because it's not the big toe. And we think, oh no, you know. You know, and then we, or we try to do too much because we're trying, no, I can, I can do that too. No, you can't. No, you can't. And it's okay. Somebody else can. Let them do it. I can't sing. I wish I could. I want to be up here. I, I want to be up here with Andrea and Pastor Nick and I, I want to play the, the ukulele or something or I want to play the banjo or the timbales or something. But I, have, I don't have rhythm. My rhythm lasts a couple beats and then I lose it. And then I get, it's not my, I love to worship though. I, I love, and in heaven, I, hopefully it'll translate and I could be the choir director, but I don't know. But, but there's just a space, it's not for me. Let the other people do that. Yeah, somebody say amen. And so, so connect with those that celebrate your strengths but compliment your weakness. I don't mean compliment like, oh, that's an amazing weakness you have. I wish I was that weak in that area. No, what I mean by compliment is they fill the space of it. They compliment you. You know what I'm saying? You get around people that are strong where you're weak, they're gonna make you look good. Amen? All right, we're almost done. So they continue to have this conversation. 
And in Exodus chapter 4, verse 18, this is my last scripture here, verse 18. What was my first point, folks? What was my first point? God will start with where you are. God will start with where you are. Look at your neighbor and say, God's going to start with where you are. What's my second point? What's my second point? Oh, my Lord is supposed to be praised. All right? Look at your neighbor and say, oh, my Lord. All right? Here's the, here's the last point. Last point is God, and I'm going to read the scripture, but the last point is this. If you're taking notes, God graces action. There's something about action that moves God in our direction. There are times to be still and know that He's God, but that's not an excuse to not move. You know, the Great Commission is go into all the world and preach the gospel. Whom will go and who shall I send? Two-thirds of God is go. Look at your neighbor and say go. go. Look at your neighbor and say start. start. Look at somebody else and say let's get it started. Look at somebody else and say, let's get it started in here. I'm not going to sing it because I can't sing, but you know where I'm going. Somebody say, God graces action. You know what I'm saying? God graces action. And you single ladies out there, you want to marry a man that takes action. You don't want to be dating some dude 17 years talking about, I'm going to marry you soon. No, he's not. Somebody say, action. Want a man that's about it. That's about it. I'm not saying to rush into anything. I'm just saying action. Come on, married women. Aren't you glad the man said something and did the thing? Come on, married ladies. Talk to me here. Talking about one day. No, he's not. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. That's right. That's right. Yeah, he, he loves me. Oh, my Lord. No, he don't. All right. Somebody say action. Hallelujah. You know, the Bible talks about uh, the valley of decision. You know why some people are stuck in this place? Because they haven't decided to get out. It's a valley called decision. They haven't decided. <laughs> They're in the, you know, I understand timing in rhythm and pace and walking with God. I understand, but, but there's so, we're talking about start this month. And, and many times you just gotta get, the, like look, we're here, um, we had to move into this building really quick, and we had to get this thing going without getting AC. I mean, we literally moved in a week. We, have, we, we, we had our service in our, our old facility that we were loaded and loaded out on a Sunday, backed up the truck after service, loaded it, dropped everything off, had service here that next Sunday. Somebody say go. <laughs> Some of you are looking at me like a little too early, Pastor Sean. Would have been nice to have the AC in here. But somebody say, go. go. There's something about God gracing action. Yes. Move. Do it. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, do it. do it. All right. Exodus 4, verse 18. So Moses went and returned to Jethro, his father-in-law, and said to him, please let me go. Somebody say, go. go. Please let me go and return to my brethren who are in Egypt and see whether they are still alive. Moses is still processing it. God come to go save him. And Moses is like, man, they're probably dead. <laughs> like, where did that come from? And, and Jethro said to Moses, go. Everybody say, go. go. Say, go in peace. Now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, go. I find it very interesting that the authority he was under at the time was saying the same thing God was saying directly. And, and many times, when you're under a, when you're, when you have a healthy and a community, 
that the, the voice of God to you uh, is, is consistent with the community you're connected to. Like there's something about the voice of God and then the voice coming from, from somebody in your life, whether it's a pastor or a leader or your parents that, you know, that they're speaking into your life. That there's, and I'm not saying it's all the time, but, but like when Samuel was called, he heard God's voice and he went to his spiritual leader and said, did you call me? So to Samuel, the voice of God was the same when, when it came to spiritual leadership and the voice of God, there was, this, there was this agreement there. And I find it fascinating that he went to his authority and his authority said go. And then God directly told him go. So, so there was this, this movement in his life where things were lining up. This wasn't brash decision making. He went, God spoke to the man directly from a burning bush. And he says, hey man, is it cool if I go do this? He still, even though he heard from God, he still submitted to the authority he was in and didn't say, well, God told me, Jethro, I don't know what you're talking about. It's quiet. Is it quiet because it's hot or you're taking notes and fanning yourself? Go in peace. Verse 19, now the Lord said to Moses and Midian, go, return to Egypt. Somebody say go. go. Return to Egypt. Follow the men, the men, the men, the men who's... So now he comforts them. The guys that were looking for him because of who he killed, they're dead. I'm sure that was comforting to Moses. Verse 20, then Moses took his wife. He took his wife and his sons, took his family. That the call on the man was a family call. The call on the man was in line with who he was married to. That he took his family. He, he took his wife with him you know that that a call on you is a call to those connected to you you know what I'm saying when I felt the Lord say to me to take on sanctuary LA so let's do this babe you know she's down <laughs> let's roll let's do this family God forbid that we ever take the voice of God and, 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 it's, and I understand that there is a context at times where things happen when God speaks to those you're connected to, but they weren't part of that. I'm talking about his wife and his children. We're, we're going. This is what, he led them into their destiny. This man took his wife and his sons says let's go where are we going ah uh, just Egypt uh, set just to um, have a conversation with Pharaoh the world power of the day to see what happens overthrow a government that's pretty much what we're called to do here kids <laughs> really yeah well God said he's gonna help me I got the stick and Aaron's gonna talk for me guys so let's do this thing it's like hey babe let's do this sanctuary LA let's do this what, what are we called to do as a church? Oh, no big deal. Just, you know, be part of transforming a city, turning a city upside down for the glory of God, seeing things happen in our community, unprecedented, see crime go down, see, see, uh, see lives be changed. That's what we're called to do. I love the community. Get in the midst of a place that cops showed up when we first got here, like, oh, you know, there's gang members here. And I was like, that's why we're here. And, they're like, well, that's why we're here. And, and then so we went and visited the apartment building that they said that they live in. And we went and loved on them and cleaned their parking lot, inviting them to church. 
you know what I'm saying, called to change the city. You know, what, what, one, one step at a time, but that's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. We're not called to just attend church. We're called to be the church. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's something, I read this quote recently. It said that when you, when you hear something, you forget it. When you see something, um, you remember it. But when you do something, you understand it. Amen? Look at your neighbor and say, let's do this thing. Now the Lord said to Moses and Gideon, go, return to Egypt for all the men who sought your life are dead. Then Moses took his wife and his sons and set them on a donkey. Praise the Lord, we don't have to ride donkeys now. And he returned to the land of Egypt. Somebody say start. He was about to embark on some battles, about to have some services with no AC unit, with record-breaking temperatures. There's some battles. This brother was going to go through it. You guys know this. Most of you know the story. Pharaoh was stubborn. Moses would have his moments in the process. But you know the story. He got him out of there. It took time, it was a process, but he, he had to start. It's the thing, you gotta just start the thing. Church, start that. It's education, go to school, start. Say, I'm a little scared. Just take like a basket weaving class then. Start. <laughs> Some of you are like, no, not gonna do that. But start, just go for it. Return to land. Here it is. Last part of that scripture. And Moses took the rod of God in his hand. Obedience releases God's ability in your life. It's interesting that Moses called it a rod after Moses said yes. After Moses took his wife. So let's do this, girl. He took his sons. He started his way back. The Bible calls it the rod of God. We experience this, the supernatural on the road of obedience. And this is, this is my final thought here is God will take the seemingly insignificant thing you have and give it divine purpose. Took a seemingly insignificant rod and the name of that rod changed. It was no longer a rod. It was the rod of God. It, it, the, the, the seemingly insignificant natural thing that just happened to be in the man's hand when God called him, it became a, 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 a tool, if you will, of divine purpose. It's the very thing God, he used when they crossed that Red Sea. All it was was a stick before God touched you. Thank you for listening to the Sanctuary LA podcast. Tune in again next week and stay awesome and be blessed.